Hi, and welcome to episode 79 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on a nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time. But as per usual, can you help planning and cooking for my family of five, especially now with the start of school and the, you know, change of oh seasons? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So much happening. So much happening. Yes. Our goal with this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. Here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, like anywhere I can find a recipe. We'll have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and a shopping list on our website, dinnersisters.com. And we have been working very hard on this website, so go check it out. You can also get all this stuff sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter. So if you're the type of person who likes to know what's happening before you get into the podcast, um, you can definitely sign up and we'll send you some stuff. Okay, Kate, this week's recipes were Karahi Kima by Fatima Cooks, Slow Cooker Teriyaki Meatballs with Pineapple by My Food Story, One Pot Swedish Meatballs with Egg Noodles by Betty Crocker, and One Pot Swedish Beef Pasta by A Kitchen Whore's Diary. Don't worry, kids. If you felt like you heard four recipes, you sure did. But we'll address that later. (laughs) (laughs) So this episode was inspired by our listeners. A while back when I was thinking about our fall season, I asked people in our Facebook group for ideas about future episodes. They had a ton of ideas. Betsy, do you remember this? Yeah, it was so fun. And it got us really kind of excited about the next fall season. Yeah. So using a pound of ground beef was one of them. And I was like, what a great idea. Because, you know, it's just such an easy thing. It goes on sale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally good. Yeah, it really was a very popular idea. It got upvoted several times, and mm-hmm. we really uh, got some feedback but that this is what people wanted to hear. So we're doing it, Kate. This is the episode, the ground yeah. beef episode. Here, ground beef week, as we called it in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my house too. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so our first recipe of this ground beef week is Karahi Kima by Fatima Cooks. I... I wish I could tell you how I found this recipe or how I even found out about karahi kima because I had never heard of it before this episode. But I went down some internet rabbit hole when I was looking for ground beef recipes, which, Mm -hmm. let me tell you, is a thing. Uh, But I was so happy I did. So Fatima Cooks describes it as a flavorsome curry for guests, which I think is just delightful sounding. Mm -hmm. And it's Pakistani in origin. And when I was looking at other versions of this, it's it is typically a meal you'd make for like a party or for special people over um, because it's a lot of it's just meat, you know, which um, you're not stretching with vegetables or anything else. Um, You know, you can use other ground meat here. But since this is, like I said, ground beef week, that's what we used. So to make it, you saute some onions, garlic, ginger, and plenty of oil. And I think that's key here because you need that to carry the flavor. You add some ground beef and brown it up. Then you add in ground coriander, cumin, red chili powder, and garam masala, a little bit of water to simmer it. And then you simmer for about a half an hour. Then you add in some chopped fresh tomatoes, cook those tomatoes down, and kind of keep going until... The oil separates from the beef. And this is key. You'll see it. Like the oil does kind of come out of the beef, for lack of a better word. And this is a good thing because what you're doing is you're toasting those spices a bit. You're bringing out the flavors. And you just cook that until you have a nice thick curry, however you like it. 
I mean, this smelled absolutely amazing when I cooked it. So how did this go for you, Betsy? Yeah, I also really love this. And I thought, like, what a fun kind of different for us ground beef recipe. So I was happy you found it. Um, I'll tell you that there is kind of a note in the recipe that's just that says to watch closely. Um, at the end, when the oil separates from the ground beef mixture and, you know, there's just like a little note about this is the time there to pay is, attention yeah. to the recipe. And I thought, oh, crap, this is going to be... <laughs> I know. Like, I did see that. I was like, oh, man. Okay. <laughs> it was it was like slightly alarmist. And <laughs> but there's nothing to be worried about. So like, I just want to say that if anyone's making this, mm-hmm. um, I will say don't get worked up about that. Like it's you can see that it's happening and it's pretty forgiving. I mean, it, yeah. yeah, this is this is not like alarm, alarm, alert, alert. You know, I cooked it, saw the oil kind of come out of the beef and was like, oh, here we are. You know. Yeah, right. I just was afraid I was going to miss the moment. Uh, right. But I didn't. And the moment lasts. It does. I guess. It does. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, yeah, we absolutely love this. I served it with white rice, which was perfect. Um, you know, had some steamed green beans with it. It didn't make, you know, any crazy sides, um, which was – but then it was nice to have like a plain vegetable to go with mm-hmm. meat. Um, and you really only need a small portion of this to be really satisfied. It's quite rich in my yeah, it is. opinion, you know. I would describe it as like a very warm, rich, plenty of spice kind of thing. I mean, great for now that the weather's getting cooler. James is a huge fan of this, and I know I'll be making it again for sure because it's very pantry-friendly. If you've got a pound of ground beef, I always have those spices in my spice cabinet. So this is a high four to five for me. Yeah, me too. And Kate, I'll tell you that I used um, just a can of tomatoes for this too. nice. I just thought it was kind of like an approximate amount, and it would probably be fine. And it was Mm. fine. Um, So that was good. Just the chopped tomatoes in the can. And my kids thought it was a little bit too spicy for them, but you can always, you know, dial it in however you'd like to. And I think I told you after we That's had true. this. That's true. The red chili, you could go up or down. You could. Yeah. I mean, and you for can sure. leave it out completely and maybe be fine too. So um, that was just one note. They did – I made it kind of as directed and they did th- think it was too. They were a little – they t- took a taste. All of them tasted it, but none of them really had a lot. Okay. Um, and then – I was telling you, Ryan said we had it the night he and he travels a lot. And he was like, oh, wow, I'm not sure I've had this before, but I've definitely had this. Oh, really? <laughs> um, you know, like on his travels. And he said, this is, you know, like really bringing me back. And so he was saying it just tasted really um kind of had those very authentic flavors. So Yeah. And it nice. is listed. There are versions of this recipe that are Indian as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wonder if when he's been in India he's had like similar style dishes. Yeah, I think that's probably it because we were saying he's not been to Pakistan. They do a little bit of work there, but not a lot. So that probably was maybe maybe an Indian version of this dish. But uh he liked it and he nice. thought it really, you know felt like it took him away on a little well, you know, Indian, Indian memory trail, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What did you rate it? So I'm giving this a high four out of five. And nice. I think it would freeze well, too. And like you said, Kate, I had this for lunch and I, I had so. it for days because it was rich and yeah. um, filling. So fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. So our second recipe this week is slow cooker teriyaki meatballs with pineapple by My Food Story. Kate, tell us how this is done. Okay. Despite the fact that I am the worst slow cooker ever. 
Like, I'm terrible about doing this. I did. Well, and it shows because you never pick (laughs) slow cooker recipes and people always are like, can you please put more slow cooker recipes on the podcast? And you're just like, I'm like, it's like a silent no. You don't say yes. (laughs) I am passive aggressively. So like one of my little goals of the fall was like make more slow cooker. I'm just like, yeah. And look, it's not because I think slow cookers are bad. Like I've got nothing against them, but like they just don't fit into my life. Like I'm much more instant potty, I think. Uh That's the thing. I don't know. Yeah. I can't figure out how to make them into my schedule because I'm gone too long during the day. Yeah. I can't rely on James to put anything in because if he's on a call or working hard, like I'm not, he's working when he's at home, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's not going to be a thing. Anywho, I do know people use them. And if you use them, that's awesome. Like it sounds amazing to come home to a warm meal, but that's just, you know, not my life. Anyway, I did want to get a good recipe for that. And this one <laughs> sounded like a fun one for ground beef week. And the recipe is pretty simple. It's Meatballs that are, have ground beef, a little bit of ground pork, breadcrumbs, ginger, red pepper, onion, and a little milk. Just meatball those suckers up, and then you brown them in the oven or a saute pan. And meanwhile, those while those are browning, you make a simple sauce, teriyaki sauce, right? So soy sauce, brown sugar, rice vinegar, a little bit of ginger, a little bit of garlic, and chili powder. Cornstarch thickens it up. And then the meatball and the sauce all go in the slow cooker. If you want to do the pineapple thing. You can add the pineapple now. And then you cook on high for three to four hours. Um, the last 10 minutes, you can add any snap peas or veggies that you want. Um, and you just serve it with rice topped with some sesame seeds and green onions if you're fancy. So Betsy, I'm dying to know, did you break out your slow cooker for this one? So I did. Um, this for you. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. So I actually use a slow cooker <laughs> a fair amount up at the cabin, but I made this at home. Oh, I also have a slow cooker here. Right. Um, you know, big news. I know I always talk about my appliances because I always have to pl- use plug-in appliances up there, but we recently got a stove. It's, it's not exciting. hooked up, but um, I will be making a transition, which will be really nice. But I still like to have slow cooker uh, ideas. So this was really fun. Um, I browned the meatballs, made the sauce, wondered to myself if I could have bought, bought a teriyaki sauce. <laughs> I mean, yes, right? You probably could have, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, I was like, huh, <laughs> this seems like an unnecessary thing for me to be doing. But it was fine. I liked the sauce. Um, I mean, how hard was it? It's not that bad. No, it wasn't that bad. And if you have okay. that stuff in your pantry, it was actually very easy. But I just thought sometimes getting 10 different little little putsy things out to mix yeah. together it just seems it's too like one much. more step. One yeah, it, it just is like that's your line. You're just like I can't do this. <laughs> um, so you could use a teriyaki sauce. That took me making the sauce and browning the meatballs maybe half an hour. Okay, and then I put them in the slow cooker and I left to take kids to their sports. They had tennis. Came home, realized I hadn't plugged the slow cooker in, <gasps> in my rush to leave the house. So I had adjusted oh, the dial, but I no. had not plugged it in. So oh, I was so <laughs> super irritated and they oh only – they're only supposed to like slow cook for two or three hours though and I had yeah. already browned them. Right. The pineapple was in there. The sauce when this was in there. So I just kind of put that thing up to like 350. Okay. Know, um, and I did kind of finish it. I made the rice and about 45 minutes or an hour later, we just – it was fine and we ate okay. it and it was there delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not bad, right? Yeah. You know, and here's where I admit that I didn't use the slow cooker. Yeah, we're I just so get my life together to use mm-hmm. this. We're, guys, we're just really knocking it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe find another podcast. We, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, Maybe this 
isn't the podcast for you. Oh, that's a sad statement, but it's probably true. Okay, keep going. If you want a slow cooker recipe, you can just use this one, and it this actually is, is really good. Yeah, <laughs> this is actually a good one. I think it'd be fine in the slow cooker. I could not like. I can't think three hours ahead. I don't know my promise. Anyway, so I made it on the stovetop. Yeah, which is okay. Fine, yeah, right. So mm-hmm. I halved the recipe because I I just like could not do that much beef, and um, I browned the meatballs on the stovetop, and then I just put the sauce and pineapple in with the meatballs, right? And just simmered it for like 15, 20 minutes on medium low heat. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, made some rice along the sides. James was super happy. I had no idea he liked pineapple, can't like teriyaki pineapple stuff as much as he did, but he was oh, really yeah. excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I might actually make the full recipe the next time because James loved it. And if you freeze half the meatballs, like without the sauce, right? Because the mm-hmm. sauce is really easy to make. Then I've got teriyaki meatballs in the freezer. And how could that be a bad thing? Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So good. yeah, this was a con- this was a super fun one. I gave this a four to five. What did you rate it? I'm giving this a four to five also because I I thought it was super delicious. My family ate almost the entire. We had kind of one small serving of leftovers uh, mm-hmm. on this one. They really ate it up. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our final recipe this week, Kate, is actually um, a, a double yeah. hitter. What do we have here? <laughs> You've got one pot Swedish meatballs with egg noodles by Betty Crocker and then one pot Swedish beef pasta by A Kitchen Whore's Diary. Um, Tell us about this situation you got us into. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, what happened? Uh, Yeah. Okay. So for those of you playing along at home, yes, there are two recipes. We had a little recipe mix up. And by that, I mean, I mixed it up. I normally put all the recipes in a googled folder for us and i put the wrong one in and then i realized it like the day before we recorded so betsy yeah so i had already so i had already made the one in the folder and you you had already made the one that was not not in the folder um so here we are with two but they're in the same genre so maybe you can just you know pick the one that sounds better to you maybe Mm -hmm. we'll vote and see who's more popular betsy who picks (laughs) yeah in case anyone wants to have a a swedish meatball off with us i mean (laughs) For that like, like a really niche contest. It does. I, and I feel like that's, that's too yeah, much. I feel like our this like very normal ground beef podcast it has taken a, a, a turn. It's just a very odd turn. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's refocus ourselves. So we did have two recipes pretty similar. We'll tell you about both and you can decide which one sounds like more fun to you. Mm-hmm. So I made the one pot Swedish beef pasta by Kitchen Whore's Diary. It's pretty straightforward one pot meal, right? You brown some onions and mushrooms and ground beef until it's all done. And then you just add in a sprinkle of caraway seeds, then dry egg noodles. You pour in some beef broth on top, stir it all up and simmer until the noodles are tender. When it's done, you just pull it off the heat and stir in a little sour cream. That's it. I would describe this as like a homemade delicious hamburger helper with some Mm. mushrooms, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. The caraway seeds were delightful. I loved the mushrooms. James did too. Um, you know, like truth be told, I was like, oh, it's really nice not having to roll a bunch of meatballs. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, how many meatballs are we making this week, Kate? I know. <laughs> it's I a meatball factory I over here. <laughs> I cannot believe I made you make meatballs twice. That's a lot. That's it was a lot. too many meatballs. It was too mm-hmm. many meatballs. Um, so in any case, 
James really liked this. I'm looking forward to making this again because I think um, it's one of those like very nice, it's a rainy day, it's a cold day. We know we're going to ha- not have great weather kind of one dish meal. And, you know, if you're, a, we didn't eat a lot of hamburger helper growing up at sea, mm-hmm. but this is like one of those things, if you like that kind of dish, and I, I love it, but we just didn't eat a lot of it. If you like yeah. that, if you grew up on it, but you don't want all the like preservatives and kind of the the whatever's in there, this is, I mean, yeah. it's just the beef, the mushrooms, beef broth, little sour cream, and it was fantastic. I would actually give this a four to five. So that's my Swedish meatballs. <laughs> How about your Swedish meatballs? Yes. Let's talk about the second variety of Swedish meatballs we made this week. So for the Betty Crocker ones, you do make the meatballs. You brown them. And then they said to do it in a Dutch oven because you're going to – after you brown them, you're going to add heavy cream and a little bit of broth. And then you put your egg noodles in. And the whole thing kind of cooks together and you end up with almost like a stovetop casserole. So there's no caraway. There's no mushrooms. It's just kind of these um, meatballs, which have kind of an allspice in them. They've got some Worcestershire sauce. They're nicely flavored, which was great. Uh, I was a little bit worried when I put that whole bag of egg noodles in. Oh, gosh. Yeah. it, It felt like it wasn't going to cook down enough to all get into the broth. You know what I mean? When you're like, yeah. ooh, are yeah. some of these going like, to just be crunchy ooh, on the top here? Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't. Uh, they all did eventually kind of cook down and make this sort of delicious meatball. Everything was sort of creamy and together. Mm. Uh, it, it was good. I mean, yeah. yeah. In the end, it really worked out well. It was all on the stovetop. Um, nice. It was good. Yeah, what's your what would be your rating of it? I mean, I would give this a four out of five too. I would say definitely try this. My family loved it. They oh, were Kate. Yeah. I will tell you, they were kind of confused <laughs> because they were like, I mean, I think my favorite meatballs are the spaghetti and <laughs> pasta meatballs, though. And why didn't we have those this week? And I was like, Well, Aunt Kate wanted us to make all the other meatballs <laughs> she, she could think of. <laughs> what's the theme it's not meatball week kids it's just yeah it was funny i love Um, that their favorite kind of meatballs is the pasta and spaghetti sauce meatballs yes yeah exactly that's what they (laughs) that was their takeaway on this and i thought well that's not an option i said everyone knows that ground beef recipe we're looking for different (laughs) ones Um, i like how they're like now they've got enough meatball experience yeah. To rank, rank meatballs. <laughs> global, a global meatball <laughs> feast this week. Oh, so. my gosh. All right. So what was your favorite on the week, Kate? I have to say, despite the meatball extravaganza, I just really love the Kahari Kima. It was delicious. And the flavors were just so, so good. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I pulled my family and they all said that the Swedish meatballs were right. their hands down favorite. Uh, I really liked all the recipes this week. I thought they were great. Yeah. It was a pretty good episode. I'll say mm-hmm. that. All f- all four recipes were pretty all good. Four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at www.dinnersisters.com. There you'll find all of our links, any tips or techniques we talked about. And if you'd like to chat more with us, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We're at Dinner Sisters Podcast. And... Like when I ask people what I what they want on a podcast, here you go, kids. This is what happens. You get a whole episode out of it. So chime yeah. in there, come talk to us. We love, love, love the conversation. 
Betsy and I are also super excited to introduce you to a podcast that we're going to share a trailer for you just a little bit. It's called Didn't I Just Feed You with hosts Stacey Billis and Megan Splawn. Really fun podcast if you've got a family to feed and even for parents who hate to cook. So every week, these two professional cooks get real about feeding their kids, tweens, and teens. And they have things like how to turn nachos into family dinner, the magic of meatballs, solving the after-school snack problem to reducing kitchen waste and debt at once. And they chat with guests from Food Network stars, Melissa DeRabian, Artie Sequira, Everyday Moms, Real Experts, and they are on a mission to make cooking easier, more delicious, and maybe even more fun. So check it out. Take a listen. If it sounds like your thing, you can find them anywhere you can get a podcast, where you can get ours. And uh, let's take a peek. Hey, guys, this is Stacy and Megan. If you're loving this podcast, we think you'll also love our show, Didn't I Just Feed You?, a weekly candid conversation about feeding our families, even for you parents who hate to cook. Stacy and I are both professional food writers and recipe developers who get real about feeding kids, tweens, and teens, because we're also very busy working moms. Sometimes we even talk about how to feed ourselves. Imagine that. From how to turn nachos into a family dinner to the magic of meatballs, solving the after-school snack problem to reducing kitchen waste and debt all at once, we chat with guests from Food Network stars to everyday moms. They're real experts. We are on a mission to make cooking easier, more delicious, and maybe even a little bit fun. Find us as Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you get your favorite podcasts or subscribe wherever you're listening right now. You can also find us as Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram and Facebook, too. Okay, Kate, what do we have going on in the smorgasbord this week? So you actually had a great suggestion for some vegetables or like vegetable sides that might counterbalance mm-hmm. all this meat, which is good. But, you know, balance is also you know, it's not a bad thing. So I was thinking with the karahi kima, I thought it would be particularly nice with like a cucumber and tomato salad, you know, mm-hmm. something crisp and fresh with that rich curry. Um, but with all these recipes, I also thought a big green salad can't be beat. And Samin Nostrat has an enormous green salad recipe called um, Via Carota's Ensalada Verde, which is actually from a restaurant. And it's just like this big, huge pile of green lettuces with a shallot and mustard vinaigrette. Super simple, but involves a lot of washing of lettuces. So I haven't made it yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like you could just make the vinaigrette and like make a normal salad. That sounds really nice. Just a lettuce salad with some of these really rich dishes, you know? Um, so maybe I'll kind of use this as an excuse to make the big recipe and let you know how the, the dressing turned out. Um, yeah. So what about you, Betsy? What were you thinking about? So I was thinking back to last summer. And if you wanted, I think a great recipe to go with some of these richer uh, ground beef recipes would be the zucchini carpaccio from episode 24. That's yeah. a smitten kitchen. And you slice the zucchini and the summer squash very thinly, either with a um, – oh, what is that? I used my vegetable peeler, but you can oh, use – Oh, a mandolin. Your mandolin if you have one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then you yeah. just dress it in a light dressing. Nothing's cooked. It's really pretty easy other than the um, you know slicing of the vegetables. And you get just kind of like a nice big pile of fresh, healthy um, – you know, vegetables at the end. And I, and I love it. And I love that salad. Yeah. What did you make? You were telling me that you did make a, a side dish for this. I made a cucumber salad. So it's just a really basic cucumber salad with the like 
letting the cucumber sit in a little bit of salt and sugar, and then 10 minutes later, dressing it with a little bit of red wine vinegar. Um, oh, yum. That's yeah, little, was, yeah, that sounds absolutely super dead simple, but also really good with all these. Yeah, and I actually got that. We'll link that. It had some very thinly slivered onions in it, and that was a food and wine. Um, just oh, like 10-minute kind of red wine vinegar cucumber salad that I made. And it was nice. And I actually made a really big one and we had it for two of these um oh, yeah. two of these meals because it kept in the fridge. So that was good. Oh, even so many veggie ideas. Just full mm-hmm. of them. And I would love to hear from our listeners if you have other great dishes to go along with our ground beef extravaganza, meatball. Yeah. Meatball Week. We might nickname this Meatball Week. And speaking of listeners, I did want to take a little bit of time to talk about our ever amazing Facebook group, which I talked about earlier, but I just got to say it again. They're amazing in there. And if you haven't joined yet, you should. Yeah, we had a lot of questions like this week about what to do with some fresh chard, weighing in on recipes that we're making. People have made recipes and then posted their just so fun. Like, what it looks like, which is just one of my favorite things. We talked about grits this week, an overnight grits recipe that I absolutely mm. loved. I mean, the list kind of goes on and on. It's been really fun and it's a great way to connect too. So if you are in there, thank you for being a part of your community, our community. If you're not, thank you for being a part of our community anyway. And mm-hmm. it's just really so much fun for us to have all of you as friends in that Facebook group and then through email and through Instagram and all the other different ways that we connect. um, We just feel very grateful for the community that's been sort of forming around this. And we wanted to specifically mention it because Kate and I talk a lot about it to each other, but we wanted to talk about it with you too. Definitely. And I always say we start out with a group of listeners that if you're in my, our mom's water aerobics class and you're still listening to us, we love you. You're among our original listeners. And if you've joined us just now in the past <laughs> few episodes, we love you too. Thank you for coming along. It's just been so fun to um, you know, meet people through this podcast and have folks um, listen to us talk about Ground Beef Week, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been great. All right. So coming up next week, we have a dinner party episode because it's episode 80. Every 10 episodes, we throw a dinner party, which means we'll make a a full menu kind of with a yeah. dessert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have a cake that one of the variations is a Schultz family classic. So we have a couple couple different themes going on there. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I like it. And Kate, I like spoiler alert, but I think people will think this is really fun. It's an all splendid table. Yes. Episode. It and is I a bit was- of a tribute episode to one of my favorite shows of all time. The Splendid Table. I loved that. I thought, oh, Kate just really nerded out on this one. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> dinner party. It's coming at you. Oh, yeah. All right. So that's what's for dinner. See you next time on the Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes and other fun stuff. If you have some dinner ideas, definitely shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you and we respond to every single one of them. Lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating. Happy eating.